We advise each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest news and the greatest message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to mankind for the entire world, jinn kind, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the angel said, I am to make a khalifa on earth. Khalifa is khalqun yakhlifu ba'dum ba'da. As some of the Mufassirin say that a creation, some of it representing others or replacing others on this earth. And then we know the story when Adam alayhi salam, our father, fell out of the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was sent down to earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to send messengers to earth for our guidance. For the guidance of the progeny of Adam alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran And we have sent to every nation a messenger with this message that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and you abstain from at-tahut. At-tahut, according to the Mufassirun, illa shaitan. Or kullu ma yu'adu min duni Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything which is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's at-tahut. So this message of the Anbiya alayhi salam is a message that is meant for the entire creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. We come to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Imam Bukhari in his sahih, the third hadith, narrated by Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she mentions the first time the revelation came to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is mentioned in Kitab Bat'ul Wahmi, the beginning of the revelation. And it's a lengthy hadith. But the aspect I want to focus on is when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had his first encounter with Jibreel alayhi salam. Jibreel alayhi salam approached the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whilst he was in the cave of Hira. And he said to him, Iqra, read. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded, I'm not a reader, I cannot read. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, He caught hold of me, he squeezed me and pressed me until I reached the limits of what I could bear of this encounter. And then he left me and he said, Iqra. So the second time Jibreel alayhi salam grabbed the Prophet sallallahu squeezed him again. And the third time, until he said, Iqra, Bismi Rabbika alladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq, Iqra wa Rabbuka al-akram. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after this encounter, was trembling, he was shaken. He rushed home, he went to Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, and he said, Zambiluni, Zambiluni, cover me, cover me. <laughs> so those of us who understand a bit of uh, the medical, uh, or understand medicine a bit, or understand health, will understand that when you face something, 
that shakes you up, your blood pressure drops, you start trembling, you start shaking, so you need to be wrapped. Khadija radiallahu ta'ala wrapped the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So here we understand the difficulty that Rasulullah sallallahu underwent in order to get the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bore this for me and you. For me and you to, con to get the deen al-haq and then to convey the deen al-haq, the true deen from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam almost immediately after that. Ya ayuhal mudathir, kum fa'anzir. Oh you the one left up, get up and warn. وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ وَثِيَابَكَ فَتَحْهِرْ وَرُجَّ فَهْجُرْ Purify your clothing. Abstain from the idols. That's what رُجَّ فَهْجُرْ Abandon the idols. Leave the idols. Not that the Rasul Sallallahu was involved in the idol, idol worship. Nah. But this was the mission. Remove the people from the worship of At-Tahud. The same message that came to all the Anbiya alayhi salam. Convey the message of Tawheed. Call to Allah alone. So the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began his da'wah. Began his da'wah. The Mufassirun say, Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ursila al-Mujassir wa nubiya bihi iqra bismi rabbika lalli khalaq. So he was appointed as a message, as a prophet, would iqra. He was appointed as a messenger would Ya Imam Muddassir Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to go to the tribes in the Mawasimul Hajj and used to invite them to Islam one person alone sallallahu alayhi wa sallam going to their places and saying Kulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu saying la ilaha illallah you'll be successful. He was repelled, changed away, ignored, but he was persistent. He carried on. Now here's something that you ought to understand. The kuffar, the mushrikun, they understood the meaning of la ilaha illallah. And that's all the Prophet was saying to them. They understood if they adopted this kalima, they would have to leave their idols. Lat, Manat, Uzza, Hubal, all of those idols would have to be abandoned. Let's come today. In our country, most parts of the world, many Muslims, millions, millions, say, La ilaha illallah. But they don't understand the meaning of La ilaha illallah. The mushrikun, they understood the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Shaykh al-Bani, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his book, At-Tawheed Awwalan Ya Duat al-Islam, he mentions this. The vast majority of the people in the world, Muslims, do not understand the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And the dalil and the proof for this, you get people saying La ilaha illallah, but they go to the graves. They go for shafa'ah. To the one that's buried in the grave. They will go to the awliya. Seeking the intercession. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Go to the grave. Masjid al-Nabawi. 
The claim of the Prophet ﷺ is there to make us for intercession from the Rasul ﷺ. That shafa'ah promised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Rasul ﷺ is only over Qiyamah. Not now. But they will go now and ask for shafa'ah. Communicate with the Rasul ﷺ. Do they understand the meaning of La ilaha illallah? No, they do not. The Mushrikun of the Arab they understood the meaning of La ilaha illallah. That's it, they could not say that kalima. And they knew that if they made nut of this kalima, if they had to pronounce it, then they had to be sincere to it. Not mere, mere pronouncement of the kalima, but being sadiq to the requirements of the kalima. So if we know that, then we understand those of us who proclaim Tawheed, those of us who are Ahlul Hadith, those of us who are Salafiyun, those of us who love Allah and His Messenger, that the vast majority of people around us do not know La ilaha illallah, do not know that they must abstain from Tawhud. So then, the responsibility lies upon us that know to teach and educate the rifwalin with kindness, with patience, a sober. Those people are our brothers who don't understand the Kalimah to who do not understand the mission of Rasulullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Say if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then follow me, follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. We all want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love us. Within that is najah, safety, success, security, entrance into Jannah. People are busy loving others. Thinking that in so doing, they love Allah. We're going to go back to text, the Kitab and the Sunnah. Educate ourselves on the Kitab and the Sunnah. We've only got one chance, one opportunity to get it right. Whilst we in this dunya, this dunya is Darul Amal, the land of action, of work. Not just any amal, correct amal. Doing the right thing. Not following Qayla Waqar. He said that it was said. Asking for evidence. <coughs> Proof. If you have a medical issue, you see a medical practitioner, and he says you've got to, he's got to operate on you for whatever medical condition you have, you want to take a second opinion. It's your body. You're concerned and worried about it. What about your dunya and your akhirah? How much more should you be concerned? Should we all be concerned? Then ask ourselves after recognizing that, how much effort should we put into that? Are we putting the required amount of effort is another question that should be asked. If not, rectify our situation. 
Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was sent to guide us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَنْتِقُوا عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْهُ وَإِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوْحَىٰ The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam does not speak of his own desires. Whatever he says, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Muhammad is the message of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ مَا وَشِجَّاوَنَ الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ Those that were Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Sahaba, Ashidjawa al-Kuffar. Firm, hard al-Kuffar. But amongst themselves, merciful. But even as the Kuffar, they applied the shari'i justice that's required from us. Are you allowed to go in the store of the Kuffar and steal, take their stuff? We have some people say it's permissible. It's called al-fayy. Ghanima. They will teach their children. We know people will teach their children to go into the stores <coughs> and steal. And they say, no, this is Ghanima, this is booty. But this, these are kufar. Subhanallah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to give his armor as mortgage, as rahal to the Jews. And then pay what he owes them. Yet whatever is given us Rahan back, fulfilling obligations. Some take loans and don't pay back. Think that's jihad Erroneous misconceptions. By Subhanahlam. The foolish ones, as the Prophet mentioned, that they will come, the khawarij. The khawarij. Don't say jihad, jihad, jihad. And they don't know a thing about jihad. Especially amongst the youth. Sounds nice, you carry a gun. You raise a flag. You don't save the ummah. You come with some facts. Our brothers and sisters are suffering there. Palestine, Syria, Afghanistan, Kashmir, wherever it may be in the world. But some of us we do not think and analyze what's happening around the world. Are these Shari'i Jihad? Is this a Shari'i Jihad? So whatever we do is the Kitab, the Kitab and the Sunnah on the understanding of the Sahaba. <coughs> Al-ilmu, qala Allah, wa qala Rasul, wa qala Sahaba. That's knowledge. Allah says, His Messenger says, and the Sahaba say. That's our deen. That is knowledge. So everything that confronts us must be put on this mizan, on this scale. I'm not talking about many different things. I don't want to talk about many different things. So you take whatever is, is good and I'll take whatever is good for all of us, inshallah ta'ala. And I said, it's a short visit, short interaction. Now, so the youth ought to wake up, be aware, be alert, be with the scholars, be with your mashayikh. Get advice from them. Where I come from, there's people carrying guns. 
gingen wir dann Dschihad, wegen Takfir. Und die Muslims, killing Muslims. Und der Bessere Menschen ist sein und der Khawarit. Yabdulun ahle l'Islam, und yabdulun ahle l'Auzan. They will kill Muslims, they will leave the idol worshippers. When ISIS came about, the first country they went to and attacked Saudi Arabia, the borders. There's Israel there, safe and sound. We have to think. Now they're in Mozambique, forming bases in the mountains, in the bushes. Don't let to Islamia. Muslim in the youth. There's our women folk sitting in the refugee camps in Syria. These are not just ordinary refugee camps. We've been in contact with them, we know. 9,000 women, children, 42 South Africans. On this Islamic state, that's why they left South Africa and the other countries in the world. Youth leading them there. Youngsters don't understand their deen. Reading on the internet. TikTokers and the rest of it. Giving fatawas. It works well in the plans of the enemy. And Nabi Sallallahu warned us about these youth. Subhahul Ahla. Foolish minded ones. So got, you know, milk teeth, we say. Leaving the lands, leaving the parents, leaving and going. So where's that Islamic state? Where's that Amir? Where's that Khalifa? Our sisters and mothers are sitting there five years, six years in concentration camps. Refugee camp is two miles. Concentration camps. If they catch you with a cell phone, solitary confinement for three months and leave your children in a tent, unattended. Where are those who are calling jihad? We have to look at situations, analyze them. Every year in Ramadan is a problem in Palestine. Every year. We've been looking at this over the years. The Muslims are very generous in Ramadan. It's well known. Connections happen everywhere. For Palestine, well, of course, I want to give. Because you feel it here. And we should, it's rightfully so. We should feel it. But then, for that money to reach wherever it's going, it has to pass the very same enemies. They get a nisbah. A share. How many percent of what you give reaches there? And who's Milani? Every Ramadan, check it out, you will find that this is true. And after Ramadan, it's quiet again. <coughs> Do not be deceived by those who are calling to jihad. Do not be deceived. Allah SWT says in the Quran, Prepare against them what you can of strength. Yeah, you prepare. But when the correct call, the shari call comes, 
There are a lot of scholars who tell you this is a Sharqi cause. Every cause is a Sharqi cause. So the youth seek guidance from the scholars. You have no scholars in your place? You're Mashaikh. The Tulabul Ilm connects. Before following anything else, 
follow the text that comes from the Kitab and the Sunnah. Sayyid Bukhari. Like people are talking about who we will elect next as the Khalifa. Shamir al-Mu'mineen passed away. Umar al-Khattab became upset. He said, I'm going to this issue now. Children at night, you see 
Are we content that this happens? Someone has Christian family, he's okay, he goes to have a bride with them and then doesn't tell them anything about talking, enjoying the bride, laughing, joking, rolling on the ground. And then, okay, we'll see you the next time. No Tawheed. Why don't we benefit the person? Why don't we tell him about Allah? Why don't we tell him about the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Just a mere mission of Tawheed. I'm sure we can get out there and put a big sign saying, invitation to Tawheed. Put a stand, put some books, explaining what Tawheed is. Once we had a chef from the University of Medina, he did visit uh, Cape Town once, many years back. He visited us at the madrasa that we ran, so I happened to take him out to the soup, to the marketplace. So he put out of his bag some pamphlets in English, something that just typed out. Asked me a chef, what's this? He said, no, this is a da'wah I want to give to the people, explaining what Islam is. In English, he doesn't know English. But I think a student on the Jamaat did it for you on the University of Medina. So the first person that he got out of the car was a white lady that was praying. You know, she came across us and said, can you stop her? I said, okay. I said, ma'am, can I speak to you? And I explained, he's from Saudi Arabia, who'd like to speak to you. So I translated it for the chef. And he handed this pamphlet over to her after explaining what Islam is. Somebody comes from so far to our country. And he's got the figure for da'wah of the khalaf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we know people are going around giving the false da'wah. They call it da'wah. It's not da'wah la tariqah to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When you ignore you speak about tawheed al Stomach is so small. Now, 
And the Prophet said, Lupa, Lupa, Tainu is enough for us. Just to keep the back straight, that's enough for us. Tell me, Allah wants to give us this realization, this tawfi. Say, Amin. It's a dua.
situation you put yourself in? You suspended the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I have taken another path when you say that. And if you do Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
It's up on YouTube. Go have a look see. If you are able to go to the text directly, go and read it. Usman Affan radiallahu ta'ala showed us the wudu of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when you make wudu like that, and make salah like the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and your aqeelah is proper, your tawheed is proper, you know wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna awliya Allah Just a message. Come with us. Salam.